Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with Martin, a sober Martin today. He did try and make an appearance after the United game, but I quick I quickly realised what was happening, and uh, we had to make it. He had to make a sharp exit. But how are you doing, my man? Uh, sober. Um, <laughs> no, well, obviously for those who are backstage, um, I said I'll oh, stream from the pub. Mean steaming, full of pints. I'll go on with my, but all my mates who, every single one of them was part of Man United. All you could hear was chanting, you know it, you know it, and I put it down to my face and still swarming over me. And Rich was like, not having it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I entertained it for a minute backstage, but I was like, no, we can't, we can't be having that. But mate, yeah, great no, to have no, you on board. Yeah, I think George is joining us later as well. So we're going to preview the Wolves game. Obviously, massive game uh, coming up on Saturday. We're going to talk transfers. There seems to be uh, links to every man and his dog in La Liga, as you said, backstage. Obviously, we've got a potential Matthew Alamane coming in from Barcelona, who's you know the guru in in um, a sporting director, a football director or director of football. So, you know, massive news there. And also touching on... Um, Unai and Ollie Watkins getting nominated for Player and Manager of the Month, respectively. So we're going to touch on that. And obviously, any of your questions and comments that you want to give us to, tonight. So please do get involved in the show with your comments. Um, I've got comments streaming in as uh, already. I do have the pinned comment at the top, though. So I will cover this first, just, just bits of housekeeping. As always, guys, please do um, hit that like button as soon as you come into the show. It really helps us uh, grow the channel. Um, we tried our best to get to 1,400. We are currently at, Martin, 1,396 subscribers. So we need four more tonight to get to 1,400. So please hit that subscribe button. And if you do want to become a member, I know some of you have been asking. We've, we've obviously got, I think we've got five at the last count. I know Duncan and Rachel are members. I've pinned the, the link to join as a member at the top of the chat. So if you look on the live chat at the top of that, here is the link to join as a member and follow the instructions. And it's just $1.99 a month, the third of a cost of a pint to help support the channel, become a Villa Park Pod follower, get your shout out and get your little badge, membership badge as we go and get yourself into members only prize draws. I've got a man waiting for me backstage as well. The legend himself, George Fowler. How are you doing, my man? Hey, lads, how's again. it going? How are you doing, boys? I'm again. doing well. Good, good, good. Got the uh, got the little one off to sleep? Yeah, just about, mate. I'm hoping she stays that way as well. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Uh, let's get in the comments. So, Eddie's Football Waffle says, Big up, man. I have a feeling for Wolves to be hungry after the 6-0 battering. I think they will win. Hope not. Michael's in the house. Evening, Michael. Evening, all. Uh, great to have you on board, mate. <clears throat> Gary said we need United to beat Brighton tonight. I know we're all united for one night only. Bruno, we hate you usually, but you can score tonight. Please, mate. Please. Mm. Um, Rachel's in the house. Hi, Rachel. And Gary as well is saying hello again. Uh, Duncan, evening, all. We can still finish above Tottenham and Brighton. I love the positivity. Um, and uh, Michael saying still having difficulty joining. Um, Mate, I, I don't know. I don't know what else. Uh, the, if you click through that link, it should it should help you do it. I'm not sure what why it's not letting you, um, but we'll try and work something out for you. Um, so, George, I'll come to you first, mate. 
obviously disappointing game, disappointing result, I would say more so. I think it was just a game too far for the players uh, against United. Um, but Wolves this week, it's it's getting to crunch time now and it's, it's that time where we've got to see whether the players can step up. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, um, last last week, the United game, I think, like as you just said, it did just feel like it was one step too far, really, didn't it? And yeah. We, um, and I, you know, I kind of felt that we, we kind of got found out a little bit. It was like I was waiting for someone to work us out over this run. And I think, like, the way Casemiro just stepped onto Louise, I think it just kind of like, ah, that's it. That's how you stop them. And I'm just hoping that everyone else has not um, not cottoned on to that, who we've got to play. But um, on, to, on to the Wolves game, yeah, you know, Wolves are now fair play to them. The, the trouble they were in at Christmas, they've got themselves, you know, a good manager in Lopetegui, got themselves clear of danger. Um, you know, we'd like to think that they, they've sort of, you know, they're happy with their lot now, you know, 13th, 14th, whatever they are. And it's us that need the, need the points. But as we all know, it doesn't always work like that. And this is a local derby. And I'm sure they'll uh, enjoy nothing more than ruining our European charge. Exactly. Yeah. Martin, are you thinking after they got beat 6-0 uh, against Brighton on the weekend, are you thinking they're going to be well up for this? Or do you think they're going to be, like as George is kind of alluding to, safe now, they're on the beach already? Say they're... <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I would say they're definitely on the beach, but at the same time, Midlands Derby, you know, they want to ruin it. Like, we've been there when we were on the beach and we've gone into a derby, like against a Leicester or a Wolf, and we would try and turn up and try to ruin their day. And it would be no difference for Wolves either. They're definitely on the beach for sure, and I think they're there for the taking. But at the same time, I think us suffering a loss from Man United is what's really going to kick us on because... We were due a loss. We all knew we were due a loss, but I feel that sometimes a loss is what gets us to bounce back to where we want to be. And I think this is a perfect game for for Wolves because they do look like they're on the beach and to take a hammer like they did from Brighton, they won't accept that. And if they bring that into to our game, you know, hopefully that gives us the three points and just keep us in that running. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you were nodding your head there, George. You... Thinking similar, like maybe we, 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 Wolves are kind of there for the taking almost, like now that they've got that safety. Well, do you know what? I even whether I'm on this show or whether I listen to, there's been 33 teams that have been there for the taking this season. Which <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah. Kev, that's usually Kev. That's usually Kev. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I don't really like to use that term. As I said the other week when we played Brentford. We earn, the, we earn the right to win these games, you know. I'm not really worried what the other teams do. If we turn up and we go for it, we can win it. And that's, you know, that's all I that's all I really want from the boys, you know. I'm not expecting Wolves to just roll over and do us a favour because they can't do anything now. You know, it's up to us to, to earn the right and win the game and get ourselves back up again. Yeah, absolutely. And they could play with real freedom, couldn't they? You know, obviously they, you know, they got thrashed last week, which is, obviously a freak result because they've had some really good results over the last few weeks. So, and they've got good players. Um, so, you know, we will talk on a couple of their players in, in, a, in a bit, but yeah, I certainly don't envisage a same performance that they've put in um, against Brighton coming up against us. Cause 
uh, as Gary mentioned there, Lapategi won't have it. He'll give him a, a right kick up the arse, and it, it's yeah. going to be so, a tough game. Like, he's, there's no way he's going to accept that, particularly that's a freak as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we've had, we there's been that you know that I, I don't know what it is, but I don't know whether this is a trend or whether it's happened. You know, years gone by, but obviously United getting beat seven off a uh, off of um, Liverpool. off of Liverpool. I think there was one or two results last season. Obviously, Tottenham getting battered off off uh, Newcastle. You know, almost the same fate happened to them against Liverpool, but they managed to pull themselves around. I mean, is it is it a case, Martin, that like teams just sort of crumble easier now, or is it is it just is it just is it nothing different to what to what we've had in the past? I think it's something different to what we had in the past because. You know, we have seen games where oh look, look, I'm going back to his lovely man cave. Yeah, he's getting his uh, man cave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's nothing like what we've seen in the past. We have seen results where teams have won by ridiculous score lines. You know, Leicester done this at Southampton, a nine nil away from home. Liverpool a nine nil against Bournemouth. You know, and Man United beating Forest nine nil, Ipswich nine nil. Them types of games we've seen them all before it's it's no different i don't think the term of like you know teams crumbling easier now is the right term but it is you've seen it in all the seasons like so it's it's not something new where it's like oh my god where are these big score lines coming from it's been around for ages and you know with a season as long as it is you're going to expect someone to have a game where they just completely crumble and that's mm. it's just the same thing over and over again yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. A few comments coming in. Jam Jack says, "Evening all. I keep missing the lives, but always here. We all follow the villa. Well, you haven't missed us tonight, mate. You're, you're in Not you're tonight, right Jam Jack. Yeah. Um, Duncan says, "Villa looked a bit tired. Didn't use our pace uh, against the United centre backs. Should be fresh of against Wolves." Um, and then Rachel said, "We we need the injured players back just to freshen up, give energy, and give us other options." Michael said, let's hope someone puts Rio's words up in the dressing room and rams it back at him. Absolutely. Oh, that, that, um, that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And both uh, both Gary and Michael saying, um, it'd be different Wolverhampton we face. We need to forget what happened to them last week. And Gary's saying they'll mm. be a different animal at home. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those. Now, I, w- I want to cover a first point around... Um, what Duncan said about us looking a bit tired last week. I know we, we just covered that slightly, but w- do you think having a week off, George, will help the players or as good as a week, tra- like no midweek game, as good as a week um, training, will have the players a bit fresher for Saturday? Well, I certainly hope so, mate. Um, say, like the last game, though, we kind of felt that where United had played on the Thursday, we sort of thought we might have the advantage there, didn't we? But, yeah. you know, United looked fresher than us still come come Sunday but mm. yeah you know I'm desperate desperately want to see like Coutinho back Cash back Kamara back you know because it's killing us really isn't it just putting the same 11 out week in week out same couple yeah. of subs we're using every time and you know and the more often we keep using this team the more the opposition are going to know what we're doing and they, they can plan for it better can't they so yeah you know, yeah that's all we can do really it's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because some you think, like from our perspective, the players—if you keep a settled eleven—they get used to playing with each other, and 
um, you know, kind of get used to each other's runs. But at the same time, opposition just have to watch the previous game and see, well, this is where Villa attack and this is what we have to do to stop them. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, really, isn't it? Yeah, you know, but at the, at the minute, what more can we do? You know, there's no one, there's no one else, is there? So you just got to just keep exactly. going with the same side until our till the players are back. Yeah, yeah, and um, Martin Rachel was saying about the injured players coming back, and and one or two comments. Uh, Gary saying, "Is anyone available at the weekend?" I was hoping that we'd we'd have had the press conference today because I knew I knew a few managers were doing that uh, today, but obviously Emery didn't today. But. Mm. Um, Rachel saying it's on Friday, so we'll wait and see. But are you expecting anybody to be back for for Saturday? Have we seen any players in training pictures or anything like that yet? No, but I think, funny enough, I did literally about five minutes before I come on, I seen this Twitter video of Matty Cash's barber saying, I'm getting ready for the weekend. And okay. okay. I don't well, know whether that's exclusive. Yeah. I don't know whether that's him being in the know that he's he's fresh and back and ready. Probably got a or birthday whether, party or something, Mark. Yeah, that could be another thing. But he said he's getting ready for Saturday, so that's all the information I have for you. Unfortunately, with regards to anybody coming in, but if that's the case, well, then we can all thank Matty Cash's barber. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's let's hope because I think Ashley Young has done brilliantly. Um, and it's, it's to either either of you. Ashley Young's done brilliantly, but mm. you know, for someone who is thirty-seven, nearly thirty-eight, it's a di- it's a difficult task coming up against wingers of the quality of like you know Sancho, Harvey Barnes, um, and who you know whoever else over the last few weeks. It's it's got to take its uh, and Buemo or the other guy. I can't remember what the other guy at Brentford was, but. It's 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 a uh, yeah it's got to be a hell of a hell of a trek uh, trek playing against them like week in week out and I think having cash in the team as Jam Jack says for, for for some fresh legs will really help the team. Yeah, God, Young's done great to be fair, isn't he? You, you know what a season he's had considering he was only supposed to be you know a little bit part changing room cheerleader type. You know he's probably played probably played more games than Cash now, I'd imagine. Yeah, you know he's, he's done really well, but. The, the opposition seem to target him week in, week out. So they, they see him as our weak link, you know, and as you say, it's a star-studded line of opponents he's had in recent weeks. And he does look knackered, you know. You know, he's only a little bit little bit younger than me, mate. And I think, God, oh, I think I heard Kev the other day saying about how he feels at his age. And I, you know, I, I fully concur. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So all, all credit to Ashley Young, but it'd be great. Because I think even sometimes he's good to bring on, you know, with 15, 20 minutes to go. Um, once we've kind of, you know, if we need to shut up shop or if we need a, a different type of player, a different type of voice on the pitch, and I know Unai Emery's giving him a lot of praise, so you know, it could be, could be a good, could be a good shout for, for that. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get one or two players back. But we'll we'll find more on that tomorrow. On to Wolves though. Um, they've had a funny old season, and I've always said that they're a better team than where than their league position shows and they play better football than what their league position shows for me mm-hmm. um but their problem has been in front of goal and they've they've been the same like that for for perhaps two or three seasons now and they don't seem to be able to they don't seem to be able to solve that problem at the minute mark no i think that could probably come down to jimenez that he probably hasn't been the same player since that injury that he got 
which an injury like that, uh, was it a skull fracture to the head, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, Bad one, yes. Bad. yeah, something like that. That's it's a very hard thing to come from, especially for him because he, he'd probably be up there for one of the most headed goals since he's come in, like because the damage away would just hit that in the box and just hope him and as we get it. And basically, that's exactly what happens. Where now he's not really the same player, we don't see him. As much as we use to Diego Costa, and he's not even firing on all cylinders at the minute. So, but like defensively and in the midfield, they're they're a brilliant side. But just that final final third is just, just really lacking for them, and that's probably why they are where they are because they just don't have that threat up top. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other players that kind of stick out for you George you know you mentioned Neves or one of us mentioned Neves before is there any other players that kind of stick out for you as dangerous for us do you know what I'm not trying to back out of this or anything but I can barely remember seeing Wolves this season on the telly no I, 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 don't I agree feel like they've been on no yeah same here I don't think I've seen a channel where they've been on like like you just said there like with Diego Costa I thought that was gonna be a really good signing and I mean I know he's getting on a bit but we know what handful he is and he was like a goal machine yeah. and he's spell at Chelsea and I probably expected. I, I, what's he got? One or two goals this season? I expected a lot just more got of him at Wolves. One goal he scored the other week. Yeah, and yeah. I know. Obviously, they they banged all the money on. Um, was it Fabio Silva? About yeah. thirty-five million, and it, that hasn't worked out. And I think he's now out on loan. So as you said, yeah. Mark, there's there's not really a lot up top. Still relying yeah. on Neves in midfield. You know, he's been there a long time now, hasn't he? Is Matinho still playing there? Coutinho's still playing, yeah. Yeah, he's still playing though. They've, I like him. I like that Nunez. I think he's a good player. Um, Mateus Nunez, um, and obviously Pedro Neto was good a couple of years back, but had a bad injury. Pedence is always good against us. He obviously scored at Villa Park. I just know. I just saw them as like they when they played at Villa Park, they were very strong, very physical, um, mm. and we took us took us a long time to get used to that, particularly in the first half, but. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, George. Like, I, don't, I don't remember them being on Sky. I really don't. Like, Sky well, or BT. Look, I don't think I've seen their, them on BT either. Yeah, looking at their um, uh, goals, they've scored 29 goals in 34 games. Only Everton have scored less. Yeah. So that could be a big reason. To, uh, ah, sorry. Everton and Southampton are the only teams who've scored fewer goals. Is it would Leeds be down, down there? No, I thought I seen Leeds have scored very bad. Leeds have scored forty three goals. How oh, I didn't think they scored that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. But the Gary says young, young uh, on the Ashley Young thing. Young has done great, but he shouldn't be playing every week. Really, that's I totally no. agree. Weston is in the house. Don't know what it is, but I never feel confident playing Wolves. No, me neither. Uh, yeah, Barry says Wolves have no threat up top. We should be looking to play through them like Brighton did. Um, Rachel, we have an absolutely awful record against Wolves, but we'll come That's to the true. stats in a bit. Hopefully, Wolves will be pussycats on Saturday. Yeah, let's hope. Um, Pedence and, Ch- and Cunha are good, but the rest are not all that. Aging squad, yeah. Lee's problem is, is their defence, yeah, 100%. And Baby or Traore <laughs> is still there. Coming off the bench every now and again. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, they're just a, such a funny side. Um, and it, I think if we can get the lead against them, I think we'll we'll be we'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> we're going to go starting lineups in a second. So actually, no, we won't do that. We'll talk on a couple of our players. Um, so I think before the game, uh, before sorry the pod, we were talking Martin about 
Consul and Mings and how they they couldn't really and we fo- featured this on the Talking Tactics show. So if anyone hasn't watched it, please do please do um, catch it because um, Gareth made some great points about what Man United did to stop us from being able to pass into midfield. Well, you you picked up on that, Martin, and said Consul and Mings, their passing was really slow um, and they they couldn't find those those passing lanes that they were finding before. So that's going to be massive for us on Saturday. Absolutely, like they weren't as, you know, as quick as they have been in recent weeks, where they were able to get that final tour pass straight away, one touch, bang, right in the middle through the lines. That game, it was kind of, you know, they got the ball and they looked up for about a few seconds, and by the time they were trying to get their pass off, there was nearly two or three players on top of them, and you know they had to go back to Emmy Martinez and then to Conza or vice versa, then to Mings, and the tempo was just really, really slow, and I think. You know that that it was it was in the first half really where the tempo was kind of slow. But the second half was a lot better, but I just felt even in the second half it still wasn't as quick as you would have liked it from them. And Emery would probably feel the same way. So I just think that you know I'm not putting the fault on them at all for the loss. You know, but I'm just saying that uh, you know they, they weren't as good as what they would have uh, liked. Yeah, yeah, and it comes from movement as well. You know. I think they shut down a lot of the passing lanes. And then that also comes to the other problem is, is that if you haven't got anyone necessarily to hit up top who can hold the ball up for you, you know, like teams have tried that against, I know we're not, I'm not comparing ourselves at all, but teams have tried that against Man City to press, you know, press them at the back to rush them in passing. But then they've got a mat, like a six foot five striker up top who they can yeah, just hit there ready to and go, then like, he's going to yeah. hold the ball up for them. So they've got they can beat you on both beat you both end all ends up basically. Whereas as as good as Watkins has been, you know that's still an area in 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 many games where he needs to improve. We can't really hit him like that. Um, we can we can play the ball in behind at times, but if you drop if you drop a couple of yards, he's not. And then you press as soon as he gets the ball, he's not going to have to hold the ball up. So I think it comes back to what you said, George, about teams kind of finding us out a little bit and. Yeah, that 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 need to kind of need for more movement or players to take a few more risks or changing the team up a little bit to help us. Yeah, I mean, like say, we're not, I know we're going to put our teams up in a minute, but like earlier in the season when Coutinho was fit, Buendia was always a nice option off the bench, wasn't he? Like mm. he won us a couple of games, changed a few games, and when you don't get the same same impact from him uh, from the start, you know, it's just nice on about seventy odd minutes, isn't it, to throw a new idea into the. Uh, into the equation, but at the minute we haven't um, we haven't got it. Yeah, well, funny you should mention that. Talking Buendia, um, couple of celebrations here of him scoring, and against Everton he came off the bench and changed the game. And we expect we we want. I I, I don't want to criticise him too much because there's there's Jacob Ramsey who, who could be a creative force. There's John McGinn who can do this, who can hopefully do similar. Louise can kind of carry the ball as well, but. Emmy Buendia, there's times where if he doesn't make those passes or if players aren't making those movements for him, he's almost kind of wasted in the game, isn't he? And, and are we needing a little bit more from him? Yeah, uh, I think. I'm oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, George. George All right, then, fair enough. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're spot on there, Rich. You know that, you know, if the lads aren't making the runs, Emmy kind of, you know, he is wasted. But however, you know, we can't put the entirety of the blame on him for that. You know, the players need to be making the movements. You know, they need to be making themselves available for him or for another player like Ramsey or McGinn, you know, 
players need to make themselves available in all areas of the pitch. So, yeah, I know that Buendia, like I do agree with you, if no one's making runs, Buendia is a bit wasted. However, you know, we can't put the whole blame on him. That's just my view on it. So, George, you far away. I'll let you, you see what you think. Yeah, it's just it's hard for him, isn't it? I mean, we've always say the lack of physicality and that. He's always sort of like fighting against the tide, Buendia. Mm. When we get ahead in a game and we get ahead of steam and the game opens up, Buendia sort of, he comes into his own then. But a game like last week, when we sort of, we're 1-0 down already by half-time, it's just a lot of huffing and puffing and he doesn't get involved. He sort of gets bullied out of it. And then you saw him getting the hump a lot last week. The hands are in the air, weren't they? He's mm. moaning at all the other players. And then he becomes more of a hindrance than anything. And I'd like to have got him off last week. But, you know, what, what are your other options? Yeah, yeah. Gary agreeing with us saying uh, Wendy and Watkins need to be better. Hopefully, Watkins has managed to have some sleep. Um, for a week, he's had a week off with his newborn. Hopefully, he's had oh, yeah. some sleep. I wonder if that's got anything to do with it. Because that happened. Remember, he had the first, first one, didn't he? And went through a phase like this. I don't know. I'm sure we would like to say it hasn't had an impact. But, you know, I don't think it can fail not no, to. I bet it has. Um, nice one, Bobby. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, big up to you. Um Jam Jack asked a question. Do you think we've become predictable because of our lack of depth? I think you alluded to that, didn't you, George? Yeah, it's predictable. And it's also like we kept going on about going under the radar, didn't we? Mm. That all went, we went, that all went under pan when we smashed Newcastle. And then all, it was all the reports, wasn't it? How Villa are doing this every time you click something on Twitter. How Villa are, how Emery, how Emery is a masterclass and all this. It was all out there. Our game was being constructed, uh, deconstructed by everyone, including the managers who are then seeing us flying up the table and all of a sudden we're a threat then and we're probably getting more attention paid to us than what we were before. So, you know, it's just what it's, it's the, um, what's the, what's, I can't think of the phrase, it's the, well, something of the devil, you know, where... Yeah, you know, I know yeah, what you're I saying. I can't yeah. think of what it is, but yeah, yeah that's just what happens, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's just basic. You know, as soon as you put your head above the parapet, everyone then jumps on it and finds out exactly what you're doing. You do. And then that's when you've got to like, that's when you do need players that can come in and kind of shake it up a little bit. That was the beauty of us being eleven for so long. No one cared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, so let's get you. If you guys in the comments want to want to talk um, starting lineups. Um, well, hey, Michael's got himself sorted. Yes, here he is. He's done it. He's done well, it. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Absolute legend. Um, That's Irish so for well done. Gulibos. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, mate. Thank you so much. Much, much appreciated. We'll give you a shout out online as well. So amazing stuff, mate. You join Rachel Duncan. Uh, one or two of us. So thank you so much. And if you do want to become a member, hit that link at the top of the, the chat or in YouTube, it should say join. It's just one ninety nine a month. Hit that and become a member and become a true Villa Park pod follower um, as Michael has just done there. Um, we'll talk transfers in a bit because we've got a few people asking around uh, rumours for players. So we'll talk that in a bit. But Talk starting lineups. Get your um, predicted lineups in the chat. I don't think it'll be too much of a surprise. But George, hmm. I will come to you first, mate. Um, you may have alluded to one or two little surprises. So talk us through. Obviously, we haven't had um, Unai's press conference, so there might be one or two players back in. Yeah, as I say with this one, I I don't know whether it's what I think it should happen or whether it's what I I would like to happen. I just think. It's the same team, really. I mean, if we had cover for Ramsey, I would say that he 
he could quite easily drop down to the bench. But but there's the man we were just talking about, Buendia, who's he's not struggling, and we're not. I'm not trying to make any scapegoats, but it just he just looks like he could do with a, a game or two out, or as I was like to say, maybe to come on a bit later in the game. So you've got mm-hmm. Bert there, who scored a couple of goals for us in a couple of cameos. Um, he's not done so much since in his fleeting appearances, but you know he's got a bit in the locker tray already, and he can always um he can always sort of pull something out of the bag, can't he? When we when you need him, so yeah, why not give him a go? Yeah, especially against a team like Wolves, where they'll be very solid. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, last week excluded. I'm sure they'll be solid, and you just need a little bit of unpredictability, don't you? And that's exactly right. Magic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but you need you need a bit of. And Troy Ore can provide that, can't he? He can he can do something that you just don't expect, and 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 you know, win win you the game. Yeah, he's a bit of a maverick, mate, and there's not really anyone like him in the side. So, you know, yeah. what harm would it really do if he's if he's not doing it? Then you you know you you just change it again, don't you? And when they come exactly. back, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Martin, your team. Um, I don't. I haven't looked at it previously, so I don't know if it's the same. Uh, no, no, it's, no, it's the same. I think you. Well, you've kept Wendy in, haven't you? I kept Wendy in, yeah, because I think uh, you know he wasn't at fault for Saturday. I know I didn't think he did have a good. Sorry, he did not have a good game, but at the same time, he's not really at fault. But I don't think Emery's going to change his squad probably between now and the end of the season. You know, he would probably like to put in one or two bodies, but like you touched on there, George, like with all the injuries from people, you know, we're very, very, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? We are very fragile. Yeah. Fragile. We're very fragile in selections at the minute. And I don't think that team is going to change anytime soon. Yeah. No, I agree. Duncan said if Cash and Kamara are fit, might come in. Donks, uh, Den Donk has drew a goal versus his former team, though. And as you both put him on there, um, what are your thoughts on Den Donker at the moment? Have you, I know he's had one or two, you know, solid games, but are you, yeah, what are your thoughts on him at the minute? That's for either one. I would say for 13 million pounds, he's been a pretty good signing. You know, he's he's no frills. You get what, oh god, I can't think of the phrases I want now. You know, what you see is what you get, um, yeah, about the tin, right. Ron Seal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just been solid. In, in some games, it does feel very quickly that this isn't a game for him. I think it was like the Brentford game and a game a few weeks ago where you just thought, oh, I don't know about this, but, you know, we picked him. But, you know, in a, it also, like in the Newcastle game, he was superb. He's just dependable. I mean, if you've got no Kamara, he's just kind of a bit of a stopper, isn't he? Good physical presence, good in the air. You know, mm. he's not going to set the world alight, but I'd say he's a decent squad player. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. You, you the same, Martin. I mean, he's he's come in and been fairly solid without, like George said, there uh, does what he says on the tin. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, he's gone from uh, you know having not touched the ball and this whole time he was a filler to very solid. So hopefully he's going somewhere. So you know, <laughs> maybe he's uh, due a goal. Like uh, maybe he's like due a goal. Said. Yeah, and if he does it against Wolves, I hope he celebrates in front of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lee says, um, just hope they have some gas in the tank. They still have goals, just need the energy. Um, uh, Rachel, I'll come to your comment later. We'll talk transfers in a bit. Michael said, love Traore. Was pitch side against Fulham and he has great teeth like diamonds. <laughs> and Gary wants to get his Duran Duran puns in. In an ordinary world, I'd played Duran before the end of the season. 
Gary's going to keep going on with this, isn't he? Yeah, is is it time for to give him a chance, like a bit more of a chance? You know, not trying to bring him on against a Man United side that he's not going to get much much joy. Is it is it a chance for him to come on and or to start and do something? You know, potentially against a, a, a team like Wolves. It's hard. Don't it? just... Shall I go or? Yeah, go on. Yeah, you go ahead. You go. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm finding it hard to sort of make a judgment on Duran. A couple of times I've seen him, he thought he looks lively, he looks like a bit of a player. Then another couple of times I'm like, he looks well off it and he's not ready. You know, it's only five, ten minutes each time, so it's very hard to judge. But if we didn't, if we were still in 11th, like we were forever, you'd probably find he'd be getting a lot more games. But at the minute, we know what we've got and it's been trusted for all the way through this run at least. So I don't think, well, we well, we have something to play for now all the way through. So I think you're looking at next season really before Duran comes involved. Yeah, I think a lot of people have to remember as well is that, uh, you know, he's still only 18 years of age. Like, you know, there's still plenty of time for him, you know. So probably signing him in January was a thing of, you know, getting him used to the playing side of Emery once and, you know, you know, being in around the first team. So obviously he's rated really highly, but I just think that some people just need to remember that now he's still 18 and here we are holding him on a pedestal like God. You know, so I just think we're going to need to relax on the it's expectations just, yeah. of Duran ex- at the minute. Excitement, isn't it? It's just that excitement, you know. It is. No, it is. It is I wonder whether he's one of these now that they thought, right, get him now while we while he's at a good price, you know, rather than see a Brighton take him and then in two, three years, a team like us are trying to pay Brighton about 40 million for him. Maybe just yeah. get him in early, try and get him settled in the country. You know, I wouldn't that be surprised could, if he had a loan maybe next that, season. That, that, that could be one scenario. Like, you look at Brighton, you know, snapping up Ben Ferguson from Bohemians. Funny enough, he he's actually the youngest. Like he's the youngest debutant in the four balls. He was only 14 when he came on for pre-season friendly against Chelsea. Oh, that was him for anyone that was ever wondering about the 14-year-old Irish lad that came on against Chelsea. That was Evan Ferguson. But funny enough, I'll just let you all know a little story just before we drive away that apparently underage, Evan Ferguson, according to my neighbour, wasn't exactly good, but he just worked hard. Yeah. So, like, well, it just goes to show about. hard work yeah. is more important than your talent. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what we got here? Uh, Duncan said still nil-nil in the United-Brighton game. Um, Hurry up, United. Savas is joining us. Said four games left equals twelve points. How many would you take? Seven to eight. I'll come back to you boys on that. We'll get um, we'll get that later. We'll get that later. Don't don't spoil it. Yeah, yet. we'll get that a bit later. Uh, and yeah, Michael agreeing with us. He's one for the future. So let's mm. go. St- let's go stats and let's talk. Uh, let's talk stats. Uh, what we've um, against Wolves in previously in previous games. Um, also, don't forget, please, guys, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, help us help us spread the word of the channel. If you want to be and join the channel like Michael has done, click the link at the top of the chat. Um, it's pinned to the top of the chat and join for just $1.99 a month and become an official Villa Park Pod follower. So on to the stats, boys. We've played uh, 15 times against Wolves in the Premier League. Um, look, all even Stevens. Look, five total wins for Wolves, five for Villa and five draws. Um, so who's it that said we had a terrible stat? Was it Rachel? Because it doesn't look as bad as what she's put it out to it's be. Not, it's not as bad. It's not as bad. They've you know you know what it is. It's when when they come up back in the day, like in the early two thousands, they weren't the side they are now, and we had a no. decent record. I remember us going going up there and smashing them four 0 years ago. 
and we did mm. yeah we they got, I think they got relegated a couple of times at least once and we did all right then but it, recently it's not not as great no, this is Premier League so don't forget Championship when they had Nuno they used to beat us obviously we beat them once under Steve Bruce for one but I think I think there was one or two games that they that they beat us quite comfortably uh, at, at Molyneux when we were in the Championship so yeah yeah the only one, um, the only recent Villa win I can remember is the um the one nil in the lockdown when El Ghazi scored the last minute pen. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, these are the recent that actually meetings. Twenty was the last yeah. one. Exactly. So we've we've got one one uh, earlier on this season. We lost two one last season at Molyneux. We lost three two, which was to be the, the pretty that much was... Dean Smith's downfall, where we were two nil up and we oh, on my us. birthday, lads. I, I will add. Nice, nice. Well, I'm still not over it now. <laughs> that was the, that was one of the three two defeats that my son saw out of oh. his first four games um, watching Aston Villa. Three of them were three two defeats in the, inside the last mm. minute. Was that uh, your sixtieth uh, birthday, George? Was it? No, hey. yeah, we'll just we'll just skate. I, I heard I heard having kids put the years on you now. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering. <laughs> um, and then we drew nil nil. Uh, in lockdown, and also beat them one nil in lockdown, which was an Anwar Al Ghazi penalty. So, that yeah, like look, ages ago. Yeah, looking at that, what's that? Two, three, four, five goals that we've scored against them. Uh, they've scored one six one. goals one against one. us. So it's not likely to be a... I mean, obviously, there was a 3-2 there, but, you know, very tight games, generally, which you'd expect from local local derbies, so to speak. Um, recent form, um, obviously, look, three, three wins, one draw, one defeat for Villa, so 10 points from the last five games. Nine points from the last five games to Wolves, so they've been on some pretty decent form. Obviously, mm. excluding that that heavy defeat against Brighton, but they've beaten Chelsea, they've beaten Brentford. Well, everyone beats Chelsea. They beat Brentford, <laughs> they beat Palace. Um, we obviously beat Forest. We've beaten Wol- uh, Newcastle, which had a great result. Drew with Brentford, beat Fulham, lost to Man United. So look, again, clean sheets, clean sheets for for Wolves there. Uh, Palace, Brentford, Chelsea. Um, only one can. Uh, sorry, the last to the last to Leicester, um, and then a heavy defeat last week, which I'm sure they want to put right. We haven't conceded many goals either, hmm. so it's shaping up to be a tight game as it stands at the moment. Seventh in the league for Villa, 16 wins, uh, 10 wins for Wolves, six draws, seven draws for Wolves. They've lost 17 games. Look, they average less than a goal per game. We're averaging 1.35 goals per game. They're conceding almost one and a half goals per game. Uh, 10 clean sheets, and they don't create many chances at all. So I do want to say they are there for the taking. I really do have to say that. I really do have to say that. Um, even I think though, if George had a pound for every time yeah. he said they're there for the taking, he'd be rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 got to we've got to win. We've got to win to get back into contention for for this European spot, haven't we, boys? Absolutely, and this is the game to do it. I think you know, big Midlands derby. The lads have to be up for it. Got to do themselves a favour. That one's for George. Uh, you know, and go and get the three points and cement their place. You know, in one of the European league competitions. And at the end of the day, there's only there's only four games left, so you've just got to go for it and give it your all now. They'll be on the beach. Ah, now, look, you know? now look at you using one of the football phrases. At the end of the day, <laughs> you just got to go for it. Nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can have, have your nice little parties in in, um, in uh, Marbella and all that in a few weeks, you know. Start living exactly. the dream again. But for exactly. now, let's, let's exactly. just do the job and get, get us a European tour. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, Gary says, yeah, if we lose, it's the Europe 
over realistically unless we beat Liverpool away. Um, we're the Midlands top dogs, he says now as well. Duncan remembering an Angel hat-trick over Wolves um, back in the day. Mm. Um, and uh, Michael said, I remember we used to, used to beat them back in the day and he got arrested at their place for celebrating a goal. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> 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 well, look, at least we got the, at least we got the win. So, uh, yeah, that's great. Um, and yeah, maybe that Newcastle game is a bit of a hangover because we, we have struggled a little bit since. So look, mm. look, there's nothing better to like keep these cliches, but there's nothing better to get yourself back up for it than a local derby. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope, let's hope we're back it's in it. Um, podcast tonight, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Be- before we go, um, before we go through kind of, uh, scores, uh, predicted scores, just wanted to touch on transfers and also firstly, just a shout out to um, uh, Unai and Ollie Watkins for getting nominated for player and manager of the month um, or manager and player of the month, respectively. Um, again, great achievement. I don't know if they're going to win it, but uh, just just great to be nominated again. I think that's the second time that Unai, or maybe the third time that Unai has been nominated so far since I he's th- been th- with I the th- club. I think it's his third time, and Arteta got it twice because you know what Arsenal fans are like—they just spammed the vote button. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's five wins from seven, and obviously Ali's had a great, uh, well, certainly start to mid-April. He's dropped off a little bit towards the end, but um, you know, hopefully he can hopefully he can get a goal and get himself back in the England side. But yeah, I mean. It's good that they. You talked about under the radar, George, but they're definitely over the radar now. With getting recognition for Player of the Month and all that sort of stuff, aren't they? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, but you know that's good for us. You know they've deserved it. I mean, if Ollie Watkins is, if Ollie if Watkins doesn't get it this time, he's he never he's never going to have a better run in his career, a, a chance at getting it, and it would be a bit. You know, okay, who's been in better form than the run he's been on? I know you're looking at Haaland, but he's just like this all season, isn't he? It doesn't ever stop for him. No, so uh, no. I, I, you know, I'd love to see him. Love to see him win it myself. The manager yeah, of the month. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of one for the curse and all that. So, you know, I don't care whether uh, Unai gets that. I'd rather just, you know, put let, let let someone else take that one, and we just keep winning. Yeah, yeah. Talk about competition that Gary says there for for Ollie Watkins. Um, he mentioned before that we've been linked with Vlaevic and Torres for a hundred million, and you wanted to touch on some of the rumours, Martin. Uh, mm. Being the man in the know, um, you, what are your thoughts on these rumours? Well, with this one, it was reported by the Marsa, so this wasn't your typical footballer insider now, George, or your, you know, the Daily Mirror or anything like that. This was coming from a top top report from Spain, who are regarded as one of, you know, one of the transfer gurus of Spain. You know, so now, like. Any source, you don't know how true it is, but I think as a tier one source, it's slightly believable and it got enough for Villa Twitter to blow up and get excited about it, you know, talking about the front three of Watkins, Torres and Blahovic. Now, from my understanding of that, Torres doesn't want to leave because he wants to prove himself in Barcelona. He wants to change Xavi's mind that he can be a vocal point for Barcelona. However, he is aware that you know, he might be used as a sacrificial lamb for the finances reasons of Barcelona. And Vlatovic was a bit of a surprise to me now, to be honest, because I just think he's probably a bit far stretched. But, you know, if 
you know, with our new sporting director, you know, Matteo Almany, he seems to be pulling strokes of deals for Barcelona and they were in financial ruins, apparently. And that wasn't because of him. He was in there pretty much when it was happening. So, you know, if that, if, if, if I don't think they pulled the two of them off, but I think they pull off one of them. I can't tell you who. <laughs> nice, nice. Can, uh, can, Rachel's asking, can Torres play anywhere on the front line? Yeah, I think he can. He can play right wing, striker, and left wing. Don't think he can play cam. I think he's pretty much anywhere in the front three. So that's where he can play. We've seen it with City where he was a left wing, a striker, or a right wing. It's nearly the same for Barcelona. He's left wing, right wing, and up top. So he is very versatile along the front three. So if someone's injured, he can go into their position and you know, I can put someone there. So that's... That's how Torres runs, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, George, a few comments coming in about uh, the new potential sporting director or director of football, uh, Matteo Almanade. Uh, Rachel said the summer window will be mental if he, uh, if he becomes director of football. Duncan was talking about um, Nico Williams. Um, uh, he's mentioned Harvey Barnes, and Harvey Barnes had literally just been linked. I've just checked on Twitter. Um but yeah, and Gary thinks he, he thought he looked like Andre Villas-Boas at first. But <laughs> I mean, is it is this a positive sign for us that we're getting in um, this this director of football from uh, like from Barcelona, or do we, you know, or do we need to not read too much into it because you know we've had directors of football that have had a certain strategy before, and it's not always always gone to plan. Yeah, it's a very interesting one, this. I mean, I wasn't even really believing it with some of the Twitter rumours I saw yesterday, but then I saw Romano talk about it, and I thought, okay, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I know anything about this fella, I don't. Um, But the fact that Emery's obviously had a big say in this, I'm assuming, so, you know, Mm. basically by me, anything Emery says, you know, I'm I'm 100% behind for the job that he's done. You know, it's a high-profile appointment. You know, you'd assume they're going to back him. But at the same time, like Emery, in his other jobs he's had, he likes to kind of sort of buy the more unfashionable player. Yeah. So like some of the mm. ones you mentioned there, Mark, I'm sort of thinking, are they a bit a bit high profile for us? I I don't know. Emery's the sort of bloke that, you know, he'll spend like 10 million on a on a player that's been written off by three clubs because he can do a, a specific job and then he'll make him into a 30, 40 million pound player rather than buying the finished article. But, you know, we'll I think, that. yeah, I think wherever Emery's gone, he actually, funny enough, has always signed one profile player. One marquee one, yeah. Like, you know, so it, I think it's pretty much every manager, they want to search for their bargain deals, but they will have to go for that one marquee signing, you know, to get fans excited. And obviously, Torres and Vlahovic are the two that are being mentioned. So I don't think he'll get the two, and I'm going to keep saying, that. I don't think he'll get the two of them. But I think he will get one of them. And Torres is probably the realistic one because, you know, Spanish connections between the two of them and Barcelona obviously want to clear their funds and balance the books. You wonder, though, Mark, if he's just gone from the same lad that was at City, right? Yeah, this is Fernando Torres, who was at uh, City. In a year, he goes from City to Barca to Villa. It don't quite sound right to me. And I don't think... No. Would he fancy this? No, I don't don't think he will. But I think at the same time, you know, if... uh, you know, if Villa make Europa League, I think it'd be a good pull from because he was playing Europa League with Barcelona. So he's still playing the yeah. same competition. So that's just the way I see it. And other players as well that were being mentioned. 
it seems to be every La Liga player under the sun at the minute, but the ones that I've seen mostly is Kubu from Real Sociedad, who was posed as the next, you know, Japanese Messi player for Barcelona and Real Madrid. But he's with Real Sociedad at the moment. Kese from Barcelona has been mentioned. Christensen has been mentioned. Yes. And then they Neko Williams, and they want to look for a right back. So, you know, it's it's lots of links everywhere at the minute. And But I did see one as well. That supposedly Unai Emery is going to plan a squad overhaul this summer. And supposedly with Almany coming in, that the quote was, now how true this quote is, I don't know, so don't take my word for it, that he's going to get given unlimited budget. So is this supposed squad overhaul being a part of this unlimited budget where players are going to go and go and go and new players are going to come in? Because we've seen it in January where we had a lot more outgoings than we did incoming, so I'm just wondering, will that be the case in the summer? I'll let only you answer that. Go on, Rich. What? Sorry, just repeat that last bit about the funds. Yeah. So apparently, as part of the deal for Matteo Almini, yeah, the quote was he'll be given an unlimited budget. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And supposedly there's going to be a squad overhaul. So you can share your thoughts on that. I, I'm always wary of squad overhauls. I think that's a difficult thing to say. And I, I, I always think that, you know, from what Emery's got out of the players that he's already got, I mean, we we did we did like pods three or four months ago where we were saying we'd only keep two players. Now it's a little bit more, you know, it's more than that. There are one or two yeah, weaknesses. It's a little bit more different. Definitely. Yeah. But there's players that have improved that you think, well, actually, they, 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 there is improvement in them. They can push on. The other part of it is, is that if soon as you make more than five signings in a squad, it makes it makes a huge difference. It becomes extremely difficult to bed those players in, you know, and then and then it then multiplies if you sign players in January because you you what you what you're asking for those players to do is just hit the ground running and then and then kind of dip later on till and then they settle in. So I don't think there'll be a massive squad overhaul. I think there'll be players that leave, you know, players like Nakamba. Um, possibly Cameron Archer, if we get the right, if we get a big bid from him. I don't want to see him go, but if you get 25 million offer, he goes. Um, mm. uh, probably, you know, players like El Ghazi, we might get a bit of money for. Sanson will get money for. Traore might even go. So I think El Ghazi's be... gone anyway in the permanent. Is he, he's not he's yeah, on he's he's gone, yeah. No, oh, he's sold he gone back to Yeah, we was 3 sold million he was PSD. sold for, yeah. Oh, much give him away. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there will be there will be players that go, and we'll probably yeah, Keenan Davis will get sold, you know. So there'll be that'll be that'll be you know 40, 50 million maybe that we raise from that. But that's more Deadwood, and I think probably yeah. four maximum of five players come in. Now, if that's defined as a squad overhaul, then then maybe so. But I wouldn't I wouldn't class it as that if I if it was me. Yeah, but that's just a quote. And just to talk on outgoings for everyone watching, that supposedly Man City and Chelsea are interested in Alex Moreno. Now, if in I wish this attic had a bit of a hurling stick because I want to batter Chelsea and Man City for this statement because he is not leaving Villa. Let's get that one out of the way. So, but I want to get your touch, lads. And in the comment, what do you think? Do you think, you know, is it a silly just report writing or do you think that, there might be a legitimate interest. So I'll ask you, George, You, what do you think on the uh, interest in Moreno from City and Chelsea? Yeah, it's a cheap little headline for me. It's an easy one, mm. isn't it? He's, he's started very well for us. 
he's you know he's pretty he's he's quite a few assists, excited, good on the ball. But at the end of the day, he's 29, coming on 30. Chelsea and City, they they just go for someone better, won't they? And, you know, younger. They 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 can splurge 50, 60 million. So no, I couldn't. I, I don't see it myself, lads. No. Especially when he's, he's only just coming. He's only no. just coming January anyway. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, he was nearly going to Nottingham Forest at the start of last season. Yeah. The start of this season, sorry. He didn't go there. He came to Villa in in January. It's like it's like the opposite of Ferran Torres. He ain't going to go from potentially signing for Forest, then signing for Villa, and then within half a season signing for Man City. So, well, and, and he's he and, went from Madrid to PSG to, to Forest. Yeah, but his goalkeeper's different, man. He's 29 30 and it's Man City, like George said. They can sign anybody they want. Why would they sign a, a 29 30 year old Spanish left back? Like, it's just, I don't, I can't see it. I, I can't see it. Like Moreno, that's the type of, you know, what I just said about unfashionable players that do a job. That's the sort of player I see Emery getting more of. I mean, he was saying the other day about um, Ashley Young at his age when he was at Villarreal. He signed like he was signing thirty-six-year-olds, you know, that everyone said was over the hill. He was like, "No, that's what I need at this moment. Cheap, mm. cheap, you know, cheap signing, low risk. You know, I don't care what the uh, perception is. I'm going to get what I want, and you know, and I, I quite like the approach myself rather yeah, than trying yeah. to be Billy Big. You know, just get what you need. Yeah, I think. Um... Uh, Lee Kang in or coming in, and Gareth mentioned that a lot on the um, on the on the Talking Tactics pod. He said that Alan, he had a, a not a dealing directly with Alamany, but he worked did a little bit of work with Valencia when Alamany was there for a kind of an analyst who was there as well. Yeah, he was um, aware of him, wasn't he? And he was aware of uh, Alamany when he was at Mallorca. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think I think that was I think that was a link. Anyway, he's got very close ties with Real Mallorca, and obviously still has close ties there now. And Lee Kang In is one player who's obviously been touted around. So if there is a deal to be done with this guy coming in, it will it will most likely be him uh, coming yeah. in. But I would and suggest we get, play, try and get where that deal play? done quick. Who? Where does this Lee Lee play? I think he plays anywhere along the front four. Yeah. Yeah, so, but just to touch on that, Rich, when you were on about, you know, you know, Spain, Tom Colomassi, your best mate, uh, had obviously said that Villa are setting their sights on La Liga in terms of the transfer this summer. And obviously this has got to do with Almany and Unai Emery. So we have to see where this goes. Now, for anyone even wondering, because we've got Almany, I want to kind of touch on him just a little bit. People are kind of asking, where does this leave Johan line Now, from my understanding, his job's not under any threat because Barcelona brought in Almany and they still kept Cruyff, Jordi Cruyff, in the directing role. So obviously he is used to being in a partnership with somebody, you know, so they'll come to agreements on who to sign. But mostly, you know, Emery's going to be calling the shots to these lads and they're both going to be doing their swaying to players. So if anyone wondering, you know, Johan Lang is not under threat and the two of them will probably be working together. So what do you think on that, lads? Well, Gareth mentioned that straight away on the on the on the pod as well. He said that it's not gonna is he understands it's not gonna affect Langer's role either. Uh Lang mm. uh is a director of football, predominantly used for transfers for the first team. Um and um Langer is a sporting director, so he's he's involved in all of the operations around the club. 
whether that be under 23s, under 18s, um, women's side, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't think his his uh, place is under threat. George? Yeah, I don't really know, lads, to be honest. It's like you, that side of the game is, you know, it's, it's a bit of sort of above, above my station, if I'm honest. Mm. You know, yeah. all, all I look at is this guy's from Barcelona. He's obviously got good, he's from good stock. It did concern me a little bit because obviously the, the finances of Barca the last couple mm. of years. But you're saying there, Mark, that he wasn't heavily involved in that. So, you know, you just trust the club to make the right appointments, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I've got to jump on some comments, lads. We've got loads coming in. Uh, so let's just, uh, uh, where can we go from? So, yeah, um, Barry says, European football qualification has to be part of any stipulations on these big-name signings. Marcus saying it's very positive that we're getting Almany in. Gary, no point having billionaire owners if we can't splash the cash now, especially. Duncan said the top young player a lot of people don't know about is Jeremy Pino, a huge prospect. Um, apparently we've offered him five times his salary at Barca. I've, I've heard that he's on a big pay rise. Again, I don't understand how newspapers get hold of this, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, from my understanding, Alamini is very good at negotiating, buying cheap and selling high, says Rachel. Uh, and he sold Coutinho to us. Yeah, he did. Um, Michael so agrees with doing us a favor. We don't need to sp- smash transfer records. We're more interested in getting the right players. Mm-hmm. Um, Savas says apparently Almany has close ties to George Mendes be interesting to see if we sign any of his players uh, I'm not sure is it Mendes linked with Wolves is he the one who signs yeah yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, I think that's, that's, we've had a couple of him as well yeah yeah, but I think that relationship with Wolves starting to deteriorate a bit because I think he was part of the deal with Unai Emery going to Villa right and the two owners were talking to Mendes obviously and their relationship is really strengthened so Probably that's where that's coming from. Right. Okay. Interesting. That's from Harrison. my understanding and hearing. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Want us to go effing mental in the summer? <laughs> Problem is, when we do that, we've done that a few times, haven't we? And it hasn't really yeah, paid off for us. Worked. Yeah. Duncan said Emery thinned the squad down in January, ready for next season. Yeah. Michael says unlimited budget is not wise wording. No. Um, and Gary says be harsh to have an overhaul if we qualify for Europe. Not fair on the lads who did it really. Mm. Um. And I think it got lost in translation. Rachel said the unlimited budget word is the translation not being right. Well, you can't, you can't do that, that anyway, lads. We, the F- yeah. FP yeah. won't allow us to do it. We've already, we've already exactly. got the seventh highest budget, you know, already. And, we, and we've not really been, like this year, it looks like we're finally going to get the position around the position of what we're spending. But last year we didn't. The year before we certainly didn't. So we can't go spending big bucks no. unless they're just going to ignore all the rules. Yeah, Dunk said we'll we'll buy three or four big names plus two or three decent squad players. Few seniors will go. Uh, Gary said now we, we go from best of the rest to top seven next season. Hopefully, uh, Savas agrees with us. We can't overhaul the squad. Four or five players will come in. Michael again said I think five players will be in centre back, right back, centre midfield, right back, right wing, and goalkeeper. And we should go for uh, Mendy as backup goalkeeper. Says Duncan. Mm. Um, Gary said, look at Cucurella at Brighton. One season at Brighton, now waste of space at Chelsea. Um, and yeah, Rachel agrees with you, George. Marino-type signings excite her most as well. Um, Kang Inley is left wing predominantly. Gary said, we won't get Messi now. <laughs> Almany doesn't want him back at Barcelona. Uh, and taking more control over fo- football matters off Perslow, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah. I know it's it, like we say we, we like to do a bit of transfer talk. It's always it's always good. 
like I said, I'm seeing Harvey Barnes linked. Tom Colomas is linking Harvey Barnes to us. A player that I would 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 like actually. I'd, I'd really like him. So see we'll see. But, very direct, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, there might be that UK player tax though that goes on to these uh, that goes on to these players. So it's we'll a few see. Injuries, mine though, doesn't he? He's out quite a lot. He does. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, mm. So we get back to this question that Savas uh, uh, gave us before. Uh, and we'll do our little bit of fun relegation chat as well um, before we get the score predictions for Wolves to finish this show. But he said four games left equals 12 points. How many would you take? And he, I think he's saying seven, seven to eight that we that we look like we're going to get. What's who do I go? Do I go optimist or pessimist first? <laughs> this is the this is the question. Oh, let's go. The optimist, and who's the pessimist? Let's. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> let's go, pessimist, George. George, go ahead. Go, yeah. <laughs> George, George will say realist. George will say yeah. Realist. Thank you. Yeah. I, I suppose you've got to try and go game by game here, haven't you? So start off with Wolves. It's a draw slash Villa win. I can't see us getting beat. So it's a one. It's a one or a three there. As as I've got given away my prediction straight away here, but no, I'm going to go with Villa <laughs> win. So I'm going to go three for, three for Wolves. Then who is it then? Is it uh, Tottenham home? Tottenham home. Spurs at home. Now the form Spurs are in, they are struggling, and it looks like they're there for the taking. Oh, <laughs> no, look who's there for the taking, huh? Yeah, sarcasm there, mate. <laughs> but at the same time, it only takes Son, Kane, and Kulicheski to have a bit of a field day, like they did the other day, uh, the other uh, last season against us, and we could get absolutely mullered. But I mm. think that's one we can win. Six. Liverpool, we get beat, and I'm I'm pretty sure we get beat. Liverpool win every game now, so write that one off, I think. And then the Brighton one is interesting because where are we both going to be at that stage if if this is if this happens? Yeah, I I can't call that one. We've done them at their place, didn't we? But that was a very dirty, like you know, dirty game, very wasn't it? We, just, game, yeah. we basically shit out them and won. That one, go on. I tell you what, Rich, I'm going to be an optimist for a change. We win, so I'm going to go nine. Wow. <laughs> so that puts us on 63 points. Right. That's got to be sick for that. Mm. It's a good shout for six because you beat Brighton. You beat yeah. Brighton, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Martin? I was actually going to say nine as well. I was kind of hoping for George to be a bit of a pedimist there, you know. <laughs> I uh, thought I was going to be, and then I ended up going the other way. Yeah, you ended up, you ended up switching all together. You didn't know where you were going. No. Um, no, I uh, I think it'd be nine. I think we'd beat Wolves. I think we'd definitely beat Spurs because if I, I just think if we don't beat them, I'd be just annoyed because of the way they're going at the minute. Liverpool and Brighton. I don't know because I, I do think we lose Liverpool because it'd just be typical for Liverpool to go and beat us, you know, considering the way they're running. I think we can beat Brighton. I think we can because a lot of people are saying, oh, Brighton, but they have games in hand. But yeah, they're against Newcastle, Man City and Arsenal. There's a couple, they're against the top two teams. games though, Mark. Yeah. I think they've got, they've got Southampton. Yeah, but they still have, but they're three yeah. games in hand. There's Newcastle, yeah. Arsenal and Man City. Right, Brighton, the Brighton's Top three running, teams in league. Yeah. Brighton's running now is, is, is Everton, Everton at home, Arsenal away, Newcastle away. Southampton at home, Man City at home, Villa away. So like, that's you know if you if you come off the back of two defeats to Arsenal, and Newcastle away, then you're facing Southampton. Yeah, they, the chances are they'll be down, but you, you just don't know, do you? That that momentum, 
you lose that momentum, but we'll see. We were probably saying that against Forest, and then they go and smack Wolves six nil. Yeah, yeah. I actually think I think we'll get seven points. Oh, now yeah, ahead think- of Look, George, get him. Sorry, yeah, I think we get. Come on, mate. I think we get seven. I think. Well, I think go on, where are they from? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, draw Saturday. No, I'm not. I'm gonna say win Saturday, draw Spurs, lose. Um, lose Liverpool, Liverpool beat Brighton. Six, 61 points. Yeah. 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 Um, loads of comments. Loads of comments. Uh, Taka is in the house. Taka Bart, I like it, mate. Thanks for joining. Up the villa. Uh, Gary says Kulisevsky's a one-season wonder at Spurs. Duncan agrees with you, George. And uh, Martin, did you say nine points as well, Mark? Yeah, I said nine. Yeah. yeah. We'll win three and lose to Liverpool. Uh, Michael says no, no stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like me, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Taka says, "What position is Conference League?" I think it's seventh. Um, depends if we get players back in the tank. Yeah, hundred percent. It definitely, definitely relies on that. Brighton will get six points. Uh, it's only says, one game a week now, though, lads, isn't it? There's no more midweek. Yeah. No. And yeah, not for, yeah for us. Bright, Brighton yeah. have Brighton have. Weston says seven points. He agrees with me. And um, Brighton game would be like a cup final. Um, Deserby won't even be there next season. Well, that's the, the rumours are he's going back to Italy. Yeah, so there's a couple of clubs after him. Um, so I feel sorry for Brian. I know, I, really I know. Do. Yeah, why, why doesn't anyone want to stay there? It's a lovely, one of the nicest places in the country to live. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's um, the first I've heard of that. Yeah, Deserby going yeah, back to Italy now. Yeah, you guys at Villa Park last game, says Michael. I'm yeah. not, I'm not. George is. I'm not. Uh, I no, think, I have. I don't think you're flying over, make right? some the next day. Yeah. No, I'm there for Spurs game. Um, yeah, unfortunately, so, yeah. I'm in college in phase four, folks, so uh, can't take any time off, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, I'm at Spurs and Liverpool. So Spurs home, Liverpool away. So if anyone's about, come and say hello. Um, right, before we finish up, we'll get your score predictions in a second. So get your score predictions in the chat, people. Uh, last time I checked, we were still four subscribers away from 1,400. So if you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, please hit that subscribe button and help us get to 1,400 subscribers. Um, if you can hit that like button as well, people, and help us spread the word of the channel. Every video that we do, we always get someone that says, I've just stumbled across your channel and I really love your content. And that's because of the likes that we get. So please do keep spreading the word, hitting that like button, and it helps with the algorithm to help spread the channel. And if you want to be like Michael, Rachel and Duncan in particular and become a member of the channel for just £1.99 per month, a third of a cost of a pint, then please hit that join button uh, or click the link at the top of the chat. Um, it's, it's, um, it's pinned at the top of the chat and become a member of the channel and get your personalised shout out on the show. Um, so... Um, we actually never touched on the relegation update, Gary. Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry, Gary. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I saw your question. Uh, Big Sam in at Leeds. <laughs> will, will, world, he, will he save them, George? Will he save them? I don't know, but I, I love this. Did you, you, I assume you boys have heard what he said. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. great, isn't he? I, I was waiting for him to laugh at the end of it, but it didn't come. He, hmm. he, 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 truly, he truly believes it, doesn't he? He's done more. He's done. He's back. He's up there with Pep and Klopp. Yeah, I'll tell you when I when I go to my grave, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna think to myself, Sam Allardyce, 
but the most important question is will he will he save Leeds? I think he will. I think Leeds have enough. I uh I've probably said it all year that I think Leeds just about have enough in them. Probably going down to the final day, but I I think they've got enough. I'm I'm not sure. I, I've been pretty decent so far. I said Leicester would get out, and I and I think they still think they will. So I think it's going to be Southampton, Forest, and I always did say Everton or Leeds. Leeds look shakier at the back, but they've got a bit more going forward. It's it's going to be right. It's going to be at one of them two on the last day. I reckon. I, I'm not sure. I can I can say who it's going to be. Yeah, well, Leeds is running his Man City away, Newcastle at at home, West Ham away, Tottenham Mm. at home. What's Everton's running? Everton's running is Brighton away, Man City at home, Jesus Christ, Wolves away, Bournemouth at home. I think Everton are gone. And Forest Leeds, is Leeds could get something against West Ham. Sorry, Rich, go ahead. Forest is Southampton at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, Palace away. I think Forest six, do six it, possible know. points for Forest, didn't they? There, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Six, I think there's six points in there for Forest, but they've been crap away from home all season, haven't they? Yeah. And then, did you say the Leicester running by any chance? No. Leicester's. I think Leicester are all right, but Leicester have got Fulham away. Liverpool at home, Newcastle away, West Ham at home. Possible four points there. Like mm. they're still in it. They're still in trouble. I I, I think it's Southampton. <sighs> looking at Forest running, I, I've I've said Forest all the way through, but I think looking at their running, I think they might be all right. I think it could be Southampton, Everton, and Leeds. You know, both both of them. Yeah, I, I think they deserve to go down. To be fair. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of just thinking. I wouldn't want that because there's away away days there that, that I'm losing out on. I'm getting yeah. Burnley and Sheffield United back, but I, then I'd lose, then I'd lose Leeds and Everton Northern away games. Yeah, I think, I think Everton are gone. I think Southampton are gone. Be tough between Leicester and Leeds and Forest. I think Leicester if we don't want to go down. They'll surprise me. I did say they struggle initially in my league prediction, but I didn't put them down in a relegation scrap now. But I think they might go down just about. Who's that? Sorry, Leicester. Leicester might Leicester. go. Leicester. Okay. Well, look, we've we've all said different teams there. Duncan says Southampton, Everton, and Forest or Leeds. Um, Weston says Leeds are down for me. If it isn't Leeds, it'll be Everton. Tackerbot says Big Sam is definitely capable of saving Leeds. Probably will end up smashing, smashing Spurs last game, which would help us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be right down to the wire. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so let's get your yeah, let's get your score predictions, George. You kind of hinted at it. What are you saying for Saturday then against Wolves? Yeah, this is a tight one. It's a definitely a one. It's a one goal, one goal win for Villa. I reckon two one. Real, real tight game though. I don't think um, there'll be much to separate the two sides. Who's scoring? Uh, go fancy Douglas Louise to get one. Ooh, interesting. And, I like it. Uh, Bertrand Traore, either off, maybe off the bench. Nice, nice. 
Michael said he'd take a 1 0. He definitely would. Duncan says 2 0 Villa. Wolves can't score. Barry's comfortable one. 3 0 Villa. I'd love that. Gary saying Wolves are toothless, or is it fangless? <laughs> Takabat says Wolves are so I think fangless will be a vampire reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he'll go for a 2-1 Villa win, same as you, George. Um, Rachel says 1-0 Villa, uh, although not convinced. Um, have we got any others? Gary, yeah, Wolves 1, Lions 2. Uh, and a Jacob Ramsey 90th minute winner oh, for Taka nice. Buck. Nice. Um, what are you saying then, Martin? I'm going to be in agreement with Rachel saying 1-0. I think it'll be a very tight game. We'll just be up for it. But so will we because we're on the back of a defeat and we want to get our foot back on the gas. Uh, as for the score... We're going to go with Douglas Louise. Nice. I think, I think, I think Jam- you'll get a goal. Nice. I think Jam Jack is saying 3-0 there uh, to Villa, which would be great. I'm going to say 2-1, same as George. Uh, no, sorry. I'm going to say 2-1. 2-0, um, same as Duncan, I think. And I'm going to say... Uh, I think Moreno might score. And I think Watkins will break his little mini goal drought. I think it'll be like a, a fairly early goal and then a goal right at the end to kind of put it put it to bed. Um, Savas is saying 2-0 Villa. Cons has due a goal. Uh, it's still 0-0 in today's game. So we'll get back in and watch the last sort of half hour of that and see if uh, Man United can do us a bit of a favour. Hmm. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for joining. Hopefully, we can get the points on Saturday. Thank you for everyone in the chat. It's been uh, brilliant getting your comments in and your questions in, and we love we love the interaction on the show. So, yeah, don't forget, on your way out, hit that like button if you haven't already. Hit that subscribe button if you want to help us get to 1,400. And if you do want to join as a member of the channel, then please do uh, click that join button. Um, we'll be back for a match reaction show uh, either Saturday or Sunday, whenever we can get on. Uh, if we win, I'm sure we'll be on sooner rather than later. If we lose, we might leave it a little bit of time, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be um, a great result. If any news comes up in the next couple of days, we might come on with a body more bulletin. But thank you.